Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News, and this is March 9th. It's a Thursday, folks. Are you ready for this afternoon commute? Let's get home. It's Bachelor Rush Hour. That's right, we're having a good one out there today. I'm recording from the future, 16 hours ahead of you guys in Indonesia. So for me, Thursday's already over, and it was a good one. We got thirsty today. I hope you guys are going to have a good cold cold soda, cold beer, cold attitude, cold massage, whatever it is you need. Make it cold. Get frosty and or hot. Make it cold or hot. I don't care what you do. Do what you want. Uh, either way, I've got a conglomeration. Is that a word? <laughs> the conglomeration with Dave of all of today's news in the Bachelor world. A clip from Courtney Robertson's podcast where she absolutely eviscerates Nick Vial. Her and Reality Steve, the tag team duo we didn't know we needed, discuss and share notes about their journey in dealing with Nick. And uh, we love the infighting. If you're like me, that we live for the uh, stories between the stories. Let's get into it. The second clip of the day is going to be... Uh, what is the second clip of the day? I've already forgot. We got so... Uh, this is where I sound like Donald Trump. We got so much content. I don't even know where to begin with all the content we've got. I'm going to bring you so much content. You're not You're not going to know what to do with all... You're going to have to buy boxes to store all the content. Okay. Um, but either way, first things first. A big shout out to Blake Horstman. He uh, reposted us on his Instagram stories. Hot tub Q&A. Someone said, you should go on Dave Neal's YouTube show. Many of us are fans of your success. And he said, thanks so much. He essentially said, thanks, but no thanks. Of course, not to, not because uh, not because he doesn't enjoy us. Uh, he said, I love Dave and his channel. To be honest, I'm trying to leave Bachelor Nation behind as much as possible. All I would do on these podcasts and interviews is be too honest and get in trouble. Hey, that's the point, Blake. Come on, let's uh, help help Daddy get a new pair of shoes. This honeymoon's expensive. You know what I mean? This, is, this isn't your Ramada Inn, okay? We're staying on the beach. Uh, but either way, respect that he's built his career outside of bachelor nation we all can't say the same but good for him and blake you're always welcome to come chat with us i don't just like to talk bachelor nation i'd love to hear more about his djing career as you know he took a left turn during the pandemic and got into djing the pandemic let us all take different turns to use road analogies left turns right turns u-turns uh some some dead ends uh some potholes all the all, all of the different road closures um and uh, we took an exit ramp uh uh, we tried different things, right? And, of course, he's thriving out there. Just got uh, announced he's going to be on Stagecoach performing. As we know, he went from an F-boy at Stagecoach to now performing in the Honky Tonk Lounge, um, which is pretty incredible if you ask me. So good for him. Good on him. And also a special happy birthday to Rachel Recchia. It's her birthday. She's actually spending her birthday recovering from breast reduction surgery. That's right. She decided to get, I guess, unfortunately, Unfortunately, I say unfortunately because they call it a an elective procedure because as we shared the story, she wasn't able to get her insurance to cover it. If you're listening from out of the country, that's right. We have insurance that doesn't even work here. The whole system's broken, and uh, you should uh, definitely consider who you vote for in the next election. All right, folks, but uh, we're going to get right into this. Yeah, so she yesterday on, Nash, on International Women's Day, she um, uh, got the surgery, I believe it was yesterday, and she's got her roommate Genevieve... Uh, who is helping her out, and good on them for all they got going on. Now, in one of our YouTube videos today, I'm not going to share that video with you here. I'm just going to give you the spark notes. We have Clayton Eckerd discussing a villain on his season. Have a listen. There was somebody that opened up on the show uh, to me. They got very vulnerable. 
I was going to send them home that night because they got very emotional and vulnerable. And I was like, I cannot send them home right now. I'm going to keep them um, a, a little while longer. Uh, and that came back to bite me. They ended up uh, stirring up some drama in the house. There was somebody that... All right. So who could it be? Was it Shanae? Was it Sarah? Uh, of course, this was uh, partly in his defense for Zach Shall Cross, because, of course, Zach has gotten a lot of flack from former bachelors Ben Higgins and Nick Vial for not having empathy and Clayton saying, hey, you know, sometimes, you know, it goes against you. You know, you got to you got to, you know, you know, try your best. But obviously and by the way, you're not watching this. You're only listening. But in this interview, Clayton, uh, he had his hair sort of quaffed to the side. And I have to tell you, when I interviewed interviewed Clayton he didn't quaff his hair to the side so I don't know if that's a sign of disrespect for me or maybe he just feels like we're such buddies he didn't have to do his hair either way you're welcome back anytime uh and um the interview he did was on the Almost Famous podcast I think I have one more clip from it actually you know what I might have to let's see if I can find it give me a second here folks we're gonna find that clip right now he also mentioned how uh important it was to learn from his relationship with Susie have a listen. Obviously, people care and want to know what is your relationship like with Susie today? And also within that, if you could speak to how you got to the place of health so that you could be like you two are today. And if I would have never met her, I would not be half the person I am today. She taught me manners, the power of chivalry. And so when I think of my exes now, I, I, I think of all the lessons they taught me, not the pain that they caused me. There it is, folks. Uh, Clayton has done the work, as it as it were, and he's discussing. You know, you know what's so funny about this is some people said, "Oh, manners." What was she? His babysitter credits her for being a better man, so she did all the emotional work. It's like, can it, Patricia? You know what I mean? I responded, hilarious. He speaks praises about Susie, and some of y'all are twisting his words to say, you know, what? But yeah, that's look. I, I'm glad he's out there. I'm glad he's discussing all of the ways he grew from the relationship relationship, it's a healthy thing to do to realize that people come into our lives to teach us something. They're not all there forever. Some are just there for a teaching moment. And when you can find that lesson, you'll overcome it and you won't get the same lesson over and over. Why do I keep dating assholes? I don't know, Margaret. What do you need to learn about yourself? You know what I mean? So here's uh, Gabby Windy uh, uh, on a Q&A explaining what's next for her. Have a listen. Get this question a lot, and honestly, the question is, what's next for Gabby? Thank you guys for literally caring. Um, I am moving to LA. I'm apartment hunting after tour. I'm so excited, and um, hopefully, just have some opportunities to keep entertaining. Um, I don't know, do some cool. Um, All right, so we'll have to see. She's on tour with Dancing with the Stars. We'll see what's next for Gabby Windy. We know it's not Eric. Uh, that relationship is in the past. Dead in the water, folks. All right, well, let's get to our first clip of the day. Here's, oh, it's a good one, folks. Here's Courtney Robertson in Reality Steve discussing their thoughts on Nick Vial. Do his podcast. Obviously, his podcast does make headlines when he has somebody on, so I'll oh, read. Oh, he's like Captain this. Headline. I feel like he yeah. is like clickbait central. And here's something. I'm clickbait central. Here's something I'll spill about Nick. If Nick doesn't like a headline written about him by one of the entertainment sources, you can bet your ass he places a call to them and makes them change it. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, so I mean, we know that, and I don't necessarily 
Um, I can't necessarily criticize Nick for that. I don't know how I would be. I'm not in Us Weekly headlines, uh, but I would want headlines corrected if I feel like I was misquoted, if that were the case. But of course, what we're talking about also is the squashing of stories and, you know, the game that's played behind the scenes that exists where there's calling people, hey, don't run on, don't run with this or try, you know, there's the, there's the sort of trying to extinguish stories. In bed with all of them. In bed with them. I mean, I was, I was a woman point um dealing with that and they'd be like hey can you change it like you know it because they want to keep you on your good side like their good side like mm-hmm. you know they want the tea they want to be in bed so it's like they want to keep him on the good side that's how the kardashians are yeah and i think i think that um you know but nick is uh, you know i understand when the kardashians do it you're nick vial you're a reality right. like Jeez. You think you have some sort of pull? You think you think you're that big of a deal that you can't get a negative word written about you? Shots have, fired, my friends. Headline on oh. Us Weekly or People or E or something like that. Like, come on, dude, just have thicker skin. And he doesn't. And oh that's no, the- not at all. I listened to his episode today, um, and he was talking about how Zach. He's just like laid into Zach about how he has no empathy and he's. You know, I feel like here's my thing. I feel like Nick has his own map of the world. And like, I hate to say it, but like nobody likes a know-it-all. And it's like, ask (laughs) Nick, like you're not a licensed therapist. Like you're getting advice from somebody who's just branded himself to give dating advice, right? Wow. Courtney, tell us how you really feel. This is good for podcasting. Courtney's uh, gloves are off, as they like to say. She says, nobody likes a know-it-all, calls Nick Vial a know-it-all. Look, and, and here's the deal. Rightfully, we all can give advice on our podcasts or on our channels. It's a free market. You can, I mean, obviously there's certain things maybe you should steer steer away from. Like, I, like Nick shouldn't be giving clinical suggestions to people or what to do with, you know. But as far as like something as harmless, like how do you t- text back someone after they ghosted you or whatever? Look, I mean, he has every right to give the advice, but Courtney has the right to, to criticize him if she wants. It's a free market out there in the crazy world of podcasting. And like, that's where it kind of rubs me the wrong way. And like, what really rubbed me the wrong way was the interview I listened to with you and him. And (laughs) it was like, I literally was like, why aren't you just hanging up the call? Like you, so you decided to go on his podcast, right? Like he probably reached out to you like in a, like nice way. I don't know if people know this. And Oh no, this was, no, this was the other way around. I I reached out to him and I said, Nick, Obviously, I've said some things about you in the past. I've written, been very critical of you. Why don't you come on my podcast and let's talk about it? And he's like, you know, I don't know if it's a good idea, but how about you come on mine? And he flips it so that he can control the narrative. And that was just, it was typical Nick, but it was it was my very first contact with the guy. So I right. wasn't too versed yet in all the things that Nick Vile is about. And... So I was like, you know what? Maybe if I go on his, then he'll come on mine. It was almost like a swap deal. Yeah, and look, let me tell you something. This is almost like uh, when you agree to do... <laughs> this, this is like when you and your lady agree to give each other massages. You're like, all right, honey, I'll give you a 30-minute massage, and then you give me a massage. You give her the 30-minute massage, and then she's just like... <laughs> 
you're just sleeping. You're like, all right, I guess I'm not getting a massage. I guess I'll go F myself. <laughs> so because obviously uh, in reality, Steve going on Nick's podcast gives Nick all of the equity bandwidth traction in revenue from the show. Whereas if Nick went on reality, Steve's, you know, that's why a lot of times when you have someone on, you do a swap. It's mutually beneficial. Symbiotic, some might call it. Mm-hmm. I don't think we agreed to a swap deal. I thought maybe in the back of my mind, he would come on mine once I went on his so I was like, okay, but let's let's make the let's set the record absolutely straight. I went to him first and said, I want you on mine, and he basically told me, No, but I'll go on, but you can come on mine. That's what he did to and, me. Yeah, and that's that that's that's the type of person you're dealing with, because it has to be all about Nick. He yeah. has to be the one that controls the narrative. So I decided to do it. And the funny thing was when I recorded the interview with him, I didn't think it went as bad as it did when it aired. It wasn't until it aired that I realized, holy shit, he had an agenda. (laughs) Yeah, and he is. So Reality Steve says Nick had an agenda. Now, we talked to Reality Steve, and we've covered this extensively. The episode's fascinating. The episode that that they're referencing where Reality Steve went on Nick's podcast, and Reality Steve um, uh, sparred with Nick. They sparred. They had a sort of a fair discussion back and forth, critical, and... um, and and then afterwards, I say fair because, you know, I don't, th- th- yes, there was cutting off of each other and talking over each other and kind of the, the you know, unfortunate thing that happens on Zoom where the conversations can just not be, like, you're not in the same room with somebody. But it was clear that there was an agenda by Nick to try to elicit an apology or a way of thinking out of reality. Steve, that, that's just exactly what it was. On the next episode, Nick I don't think he apologized, but he did address how much hate he got. So essentially, after the episode aired, Nick gets all this hate, and then he goes, well, Reality Steve's got uh, quite a passionate fan base. And it's like, if if you think the criticism is just coming because the person that you interviewed and interrupted or whatever has a passionate fan base, you don't get to do any of the work to think of how you may have failed in the conversation. Although I do think in the follow-up episode, Nick did take some ownership over how he could have been a better interviewer. He did say he came at it from the wrong place. He did say he probably shouldn't have interviewed Reality Steve because he had so much emotion about it, having been you know, the target of, ex- of being exposed in different ways by him. Absolutely trying to ask leading questions to get me to say certain things, and I just wasn't, I wasn't picking leading up on it. Leading the witness, hello. Yeah. I was, you know, because when you're doing an interview, like even when I'm sitting here doing this, obviously I'm not, I know you're not out for some sort of uh, vendetta against me and you're trying to get me to admit something. Well, where, I that way with, as a listener, like I was like, oh my God, like he's like attacking him. Like, and I'm like, uh, I view you as a friend and I'm like, this is like cringy. This was like, just I, hang up the call. The point where Which is I, interesting because Courtney, you know, maybe in one way or another considered a villain. Um, a lot of times alumni from the show will, would side with other alumni. So for her to be siding with Reality Steve in this moment is very interesting. Uh, and now that she's in the podcast world, it's almost like as as a member of the Game of Roses community, she's on the sort of fan side of things versus production. Very fascinating. I didn't even understand it at the time it was happening. Like I said, I thought the interview was fine. I knew that there was some you know, butting heads or whatever. I knew there were some things that I said to him that I wish I would have expanded upon, but it wasn't until it aired and everybody that listened not only was emailing me, but was contacting him and writing in his comment section and leaving 
star reviews did I realize, oh, wow, they really are seeing what Nick did in this interview. Mm -hmm. And then yet, even after all that happened and he got so much negative flack for that interview, even on his next podcast, he blamed it all on my fans being, wow, the Reality Steve fans really came after me because they're such fans of Steve. Like he still couldn't see and he still couldn't admit how he treated the interview and how poorly he came across. It was just, oh, his fans are just blindly following whatever Steve says and that's why they're attacking me. It's like, no, dude, they're attacking you because you conducted a horrible fucking interview. That's why. Wow. Yes, I'm shocked that you didn't just like hang up like, okay, this isn't working. All right, so of course you can go catch this full conversation uh, on Game of Roses podcast. It's called Off Contract with Courtney Robertson. I don't know about you guys, but the sort of inner parallel feuds that exist in the podcasting world of Bachelor Nation is what I live for. Podcast Wars, your boy is here to just watch the train wreck with some popcorn. And speaking of train wrecks here, there's some criticisms going around about this new website that exists that's allowing influencers the chance to monetize following back other fans on their social media. And of course, and by this this whole episode is apparently dedicated to Reality Steve, but we share Reality Steve's hilarious reaction to this and also a discussion about, hey, is this just the free market economy? Plus, I respond to some criticisms that I received about vacationing in Indonesia. Have a listen. We've got a new website called Fanbase.com, which allows influencers to create a marketplace where their fans can buy things from them. In the cases here, uh, the fans can pay uh, $50 to $100, whatever the price is set for the influencers to let the uh, follow the fans back or slide into their DMs or like their TikTok videos. And some are asking, is this scammy or fair market? We got a comment, it's literally scamming your fans. Aaron Clancy wants $100 just so he can press the follow button on your Instagram. That's all he has to do for $100, highway robbery. And I'm going to tell you what I feel about this. And if you know me, you might say, hey, Dave says, do what you got to do to make your money. And I agree. Do what you have to do to make your money. But, you know, it could turn your fan base off. That's always the case, especially if you're uh, advertising for a problematic company or something. If your uh, fan base and your audience is part of your income, there's a relationship and an expectation that's there. With that said, I always say, look, do what you want with your money. I've got a private membership community. It's called patreon.com. And I allow people to... um, uh, watch m- uh, more exclusive content. Here's a video I made this morning, 22 minutes long, with my wife, and I did a room tour of our uh, hotel we're staying at on the beach in Bali. Yeah. So, did you have fun on this at the show? Yeah. Or was it torture? So these, you know, somewhere in the same shirt because I'm 16 hours ahead of time. So I'm recording this. What is when uh, Thursday night, 7 p.m. But you're going to be getting it Thursday morning at 8 a.m. or whatever. So uh, I, I am fully in support of having bonus content. Like if you don't want to join my Patreon, that's fine. I'll still have free content. If you don't want Aaron Clancy to follow you, that's fine. He just won't follow you. You know what I mean? But of course, it could turn people the wrong way. Here's what Reality Steve has to say. Because. If you're that fucking stupid to pay somebody to follow you, you're just as guilty as he is. Reality Steve, tell us how you really feel. For ripping off his fans. I think anyone who asks for this and is willing to pay them for something as stupid as liking one of your pictures for 70 bucks, 
That's on you. Yeah, so look, I agree I agree with Steve Carbone here. If someone wants to pay 100 bucks, don't get mad. Don't hate the play or hate the game. You know what I mean? What I'm having a problem with is them taking advantage of their fans. I don't think it's right. Because I look at, you know, and I'll, I'll go to Nate's real quick. Here's Nate. Obviously, I was texting with Kelsey last night to be like, can you believe this shit? Uh, Kelsey's um, Nate's ex. Nate, a one-on-one video chat with Nate, $100. An Instagram or TikTok follow back. He only wants 20 bucks from you. Why is Aaron Clancy charging $100 to get a follow back on Instagram or TikTok, <laughs> but Nate only wants 20 By the way, and look, here's the deal. It's fair to ask these questions, but it's also fair. To, like, I've got a tier on my Patreon that's like $50 a month. You get the same thing as the $5 a month, but it's like, look, if some people have, some people just have F around money, and, and they've got like, if I had enough money, I would create, I would do all of these. I would make them have to, I would pay them to follow me back, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, it's kind of just like F around money. Now, we know Cameo, Cameo.com is a website where influencers can can uh, charge money to uh, give a shout out. Money is time, right? We have to we have to understand that money is time. So there are people that are on this app, like Johnny D. Filippo. He gives a one on one cooking lesson for two hundred and fifty dollars. Well, in order for someone to get off the couch, maybe that's the price he has to do. I charged um, uh, five thousand dollars for a corporate stand up show in Las Vegas. Why did I charge that much? Because I knew I was going to bomb. I knew it was going to be tough. I knew I was going to have to write new material. I knew I was going to have to go to Vegas. It was going to up change my day. All these things. So I go, you know what? And if I had to do it again, I would only do it for $10,000. You know what I mean? So you, the price can be set at what time, what it is worth for you to do. Now, if you're charging $10,000 to, um, I don't know, work at a soup kitchen or something, that could be problematic. But if it's like, look, I'm not getting off my couch for anything less than X, Y, or Z, that's totally fair. Now, is it a bad look? That's a different conversation um, because it kind of could be a bad look to be like, really, you know, a hundred, like, you know, why, you know, you're, you're basically monetizing uh, other people getting clout from you following them back. But again, that's the world we live in. It's almost like, like I said, don't hate the player, don't hate the game. The idea behind that is like, do, you know, don't hate those rabid fans for wanting a little love, charge them for that. Business promo video, Aaron Clancy wants 700 Nate wants 175 bucks. A personalized video message from him, Aaron Clancy wants 50 Nate wants 40 To like a comment on a post from Nate, Aaron Clancy wants 70 bucks. Nate will only charge you 15 so, And the truth is, is that money, like your influencer and your audience following is worth something. So if, if say, uh, say 100 people all signed up for Aaron Clancy to, to get a shout out, and then he made a whole bunch of shout outs, other people are going to unfollow him. It's like a, my whole podcast can't be advertisements. I, I can only speckle them in as I see fit. And, uh, and that's what the influencers learn. It's a sort of a balancing game of how much you can promote, how much you can share. And um, very interesting stuff. Let's see if there's anything left from Reality Steve here commenting on it. But it's it's so... F- I, I, my favorite Reality Steve is when he gets riled up about this because it's ridiculous. As I absolutely agree with that. You've heard me talk about that a hundred times. This is what this show has become now. A way to build your brand. Totally get that. Make your money while you can. However, I think this is going about it the wrong way. 
I think this is absolutely taking advantage of your fans. And look, I've had people, and Reality Steve said this too. He said he's had uh, maybe a couple dozen people that have uh, asked him to give them shout outs. We, I've had so many people, uh, boyfriends of girlfriends, uh, DMing me and saying, hey, my girlfriend loves your channel. Could you send a shout out for their birthday? I personally have never charged because for me, keeping a good relation with my audience, I hate to call them fan base here, but my audience, because that sounds like, uh, you know, uh, I, I, wa- I want I want to be able to give as much as I can and knowing that I'm building a potential, um, okay, I'll call it a fan for life, you know, like um, uh, with a lot of stand-up comedians, they'll, they'll, they'll shake all the hands after the shows, never touch a comedian's hand for many reasons. Uh, the microphone's very dirty, uh, but I'll shake everyone's hands after a show. I'll get upset if someone DMs me and be like, oh, I didn't want to come up to you and say hi. No, come up and say hi. My audience, I expect every year they're going to come out to a show and buy a ticket, and I can't do what I do without that. I don't know if influencers, uh, especially Bachelor influencers, un- understand um, how cherished their audience is because they receive that audience so quickly. Someone like Reality Steve, Game of Roses, She's All Batch, these podcasts that are not blue check verified because they were on the show, they built their following brick by brick, fan by fan, audience member by audience member. So if someone messages Reality Steve and says, hey, yeah, I'm a huge fan of yours. Could you give me a shout out? I'm sure he would do it for free because he's a blue collar guy. And again, you know, you might think I'm pimping for Steve, but he's a blue collar guy who built that following on his own. And there's credibility to that. And again, I'm not saying that that there isn't credibility with the other folks here, um, Johnny D. Filippo, you know Victoria Larson. Uh, time is worth something. If 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 you if you do want to personalize personalize you know video message, it's going to cost you, and that's the free market. But it's also going to be something that because you're monetizing it, people may judge you. Now I get judged all the time, and the next thing I want to bring up to you, this is what I'm about to bring up to you. This is what I live for. This is my Super Bowl right here. Sarah A., YouTuber, says, When going to Dubai is problematic, but going to Indonesia isn't, even though they share the same perspective on gay rights. Now, what this person is referring to is the fact that I made several videos criticizing the Bachelor alumni who attended a problematic party in Dubai, a party in which... Uh, Beyonce was paid $35 million or 45, whatever the number was. And all these alumni, Tasha, Jason Tartik, they all went to Dubai um, and were paid to fly to whatever the Hilton was or whatever, you know, the Atlantis of Dubai. Uh, they were paid to go there to essentially be a part of a brochure. Now, they were there to be an audience members for Beyonce. But what has been known in some of these countries is that um, the tourism board will like co-sponsor these sorts of events, or at least do it, um, you know, in, in a way where it's not revealed that. But they're they're basically paying for Western influence. It's the same thing that's been happening with the new golf uh, live golf tournament, where literally uh, they offered Tiger Woods a billion dollars to join their tournament because they're trying to access the sports and mar- you know sports marketing world and the influencer world of the Western world. They're trying to be normalized with the rest of the world, but they've got a lot of issues. There's um, in some countries, there's you know the issue where homosexuality is illegal, and there's all these other issues. So it's important to talk about. But my response to this person who was clearly commenting not in good faith was, "I didn't come to Indonesia 
by the uh, to be I wasn't paid to come here by the tourism board. Don't you see the point? I'm not a pawn. So it's a false equivalency. And I do appreciate when people call each other out, but it's a false equivalency. So the false equivalence is I'm and I'm just going to, you know, educate you in 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 the in the case where you hear someone else make a apples to oranges comparison, you can tell them, "Hey, you're you're not operating in good faith." An argument or claim in which two completely opposing arguments appear to be logically equivalent when in fact they are not. The confusion is often due to one shared characteristic between two or more items of comparison in the argument that is way off in the order of magnitude, oversimplified, or just that important additional factors have been ignored. So what this person is ignoring is the fact that all of these people were sent to Dubai to party at a Beyonce concert to tag the hotel to say, oh, Dubai is so much fun. There, there, there is a bias that exists there that they won't be criticizing all the problematic behavior because they're on the payroll. That is their boss. Who's your daddy? The captain of the ship is Dubai and they're paying for it. Now, uh, or they're being paid for it. Now, I can tell you right now, it's a weird week for me that people are asking me about my, uh, will I be writing my honeymoon off as a business expense? <laughs> I mean, there's just some wild things going on here. Uh, very wild, but I talk about it because it riles you up. You guys get so bent out of shape when you hear these comments because they're so ridiculous. So yes, I'm on my honeymoon. Yes, I'm making some content while I'm here. And uh, and yes, I did a stand-up show last night and I'll have that uh, stand-up show posted on my Patreon at patreon.com. Size Dave Neal, but this is a false equivalency done in bad faith, and I'm exposing it right now here on the show. And there's something about me, I just like to scratch that itch and expose just f- stupid bad faith comments. I just live for it. It's my love language. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for me. We'll be back tomorrow as we are every day, every afternoon for Bachelor Rush Hour, the podcast. Lots of big things coming up, including some new sponsors around the corner. Do me a favor. Help the channel grow. If you enjoy this free content, the best way to help me grow is to share it with your friends. If there's any podcast you want me to jump on, reach out to them, DM them, say, get Dave Neal on your show and uh, let me know what you guys think about all this. I appreciate all the support, all the ratings, the reviews, the follows, the subscribes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Until tomorrow, I've been Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour.